on SAFM. What a wonderful first hour it was, which became part of the second hour with Upud Lincoln Mali or Lincoln Mali, depending on the school you went to. I went to the school that says Lincoln, please. Unlike Mamusa Robes, I heard her, she said Lincoln. So Mamusa Robe and I are from two different schools based on what Oprah Lincoln said. <laughs> Everybody's laughing. I hope this is not meant in any way to disrespect. Hey, man, I'm following on the cue of Bra Lincoln. Let's get it right. Model C stuff here. Yeah. 2119 is the time. Of course, it's hashtag the Global Watch. Structuring the creative and cultural industries for a sustainable and inclusive future. Now, the South African Cultural Observatory, in partnership with the Department of Sport, Arts and Culture, hosted the international conference intended to bring together local and international thinkers, academics, key industry stakeholders, including funders, cultural practitioners and artists. The aim is to share experiences and insights about what and how the industry can rebuild, consolidate and innovate in order to grow and support sustainable livelihoods for the cultural practitioners and the South African creative sector. At the backdrop of this event, the United Nations Conference for Trade and Development, UNCTAD, launched the Africa Creative Economy Outlook and Report for 2022. The new report offers insights into the survey carried out by UNCTAD with member states on the creative economy highlighting institutional arrangements and national plans for strategies for 33 countries. The findings show how the creative economy has become a sector of growing social, political, as well as economic importance. And now to share the outcomes of the conference and the report's findings is Mboneni Mulaudzi, Communications Manager at the South African Cultural Observatory. Good evening. Welcome to SAFM and thank you so much for joining us, Mr. Mulaudzi. Yeah, uh, good evening, and uh, you've kept me alive, but uh, I, 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 as late as 9 o'clock, but uh, we'll try. Uh, um, we'll um, share uh, what, whatever we have. But I was saying to Lincoln earlier on, I don't know what to say when he's been on the show, and you know he's uh, quite a, 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 an orator and a speaker. Proper. He's an orator, speaker, and a charmer to boot. <laughs> that one, certainly. Yeah. Let's talk about this conference that you have just now recently concluded, the engagement at a cultural level and engaging with the Department of Sport. Forget for a moment the UNCTAD findings, but just from a South Africa perspective, the importance of that relationship. So, uh, obviously, the South African Cultural Observatory is a project that is uh, um, owned or a project of the Department of Sport, Arts and Culture. So the conference was organized both by the Department and the Cultural Observatory. So that relationship is that solid, and uh, the, it, it, it was really a fully international uh, conference, as we said. It was about bringing a whole range of stakeholders, both local and international. Uh, if I were to just mention, for example, you had uh, in that workshop about 98 speakers, 400 uh, participants uh, attended from a variety of countries, about 19 countries, uh, both from the continent and the Americas and Europe, uh, and when I say the Americas, both North and South, mm. as well as in the in the Australia. So, so it was quite good in terms of what would have come out of it and the kind of lessons that people would have learned, especially those that are in the creative space here uh, in, in South Africa. South Africa, like any country really in the world, is not short on talent. And perhaps South Africa might be in a position to export a little bit more than the weight division she probably is in. And I don't need to mention names now. Otusombedu, are these 
gold standard artists coming from South Africa, many before her, Charlize Theron. And I mean, the, the list is endless. Now Trevor Noah is doing his thing. Are we as a country celebrating these stars enough, even within South Africa, or are we allowing the global world to consume them? And then only after the fact, do we wake up and realize actually what gold we have and then move after the fact? I have a, a view, and I just don't hope it muddies the waters in relation to what I've asked. Please, your response. Uh, okay, look, of course, um, the good thing about it is that uh, most of most of us have views about the, the fact. But I think we do celebrate uh, a lot of uh, our um, uh, creative artists uh, in the country. And in fact, that recognition, one of the things that was behind the establishment of the South African Cultural Observatory was... Uh, the, the uh, acknowledgement by the department that probably a lot of people don't see this as an economic industry that creates jobs, that uh, um, uh, provides livelihoods for a whole lot of people. And they, they needed to quantify the sector so that when you think about art or when you think about an author or a filmmaker or uh, art and craft, you're not just seeing somebody that is providing entertainment but it's a key industry that provides quite a lot of jobs. And if you were to look, for example, um, uh, 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 if you look at the population in South Africa, over 77% of the population are young people. And um, when you look at a lot of reports across the world, they will indicate that this sector is one that, uh, that holds quite a lot of future for a lot of people because there's quite a lot of things that happen in the industry. And you will find that a lot of young people will be able to make a living in the industry because mm. it, it, it encompasses quite a whole lot. But there's an acknowledgement from the state and the sector that it is a key industry that holds a lot of um, uh, answers to quite a lot of our problems. But I do think that there's a... Uh, they, uh, for example, you mentioned the, the report by UNSAT, which also talks about the growing acknowledgement and realization that it is a, an important industry to most countries, and as an economic uh, space, uh, space where a lot of people are able to make a living. And you don't just... Because, for example, when we talk about the industry, a lot of people will only be talking about musicians or a filmmaker, but they forget, for example, you have an a person who works as an architect who is able to do a lot of things in that space, and it's a big industry. We forget about the, the people that are in design services, people that are in animation, you, you know, mm. all of that, and it's an important um, industry. And, uh, you know, we had... Um, uh, we had an artist at the conference, uh, Billy Munam. Mm. He was talking about music, for example. He was he made the example that when you look at music, uh, just as one aspect, it affects almost everything. He says when you go to film, there's music. When people are working in the offices, they are singing. When you are in this, there's music. But just really to say that it's an industry uh, with all the various domains as defined by UNESCO, that tend to go across the many industries. I mean, you find you find uh, people uh, uh, in this industry who work in other industries. The designers in, in, uh, for example, BMW in Toyota. Those are creatives, 
but that are working in other industries. So there's that acknowledgement and the, the industry is, we are able to quantify. For example, from a lot of the research that we do at, uh, at uh, SACO, the South African Cultural Observatory, we are able to quantify what that industry is. Uh, you know, it's an industry that contributes about 151 billion to the economy. It employs about 6% um, of the population. And if we were not to look and recognize that industry as an important sector, we will be missing out. Let's talk about the artists, and I think it probably will be a sore point for many in South Africa, more particularly in the last two to three years and sort of the pain and, frankly, the poverty that COVID wrought on them. Not so long ago, we had a conversation with Brasala Eloselota, who needs no introduction in the jazz space. He had to go and pretty much stand in the queue for old royalties that he was trying to access and scraping around, essentially. And he walked away with 2,000 rand from some old investment that was supposed to be for him in the 80s in the mining sector, just to express Mm. how difficult it was. We know the challenges that perhaps Minister Natim Tetwa has had in relation to the disbursements of the necessary funds to support the Mm. artists and all the conversations within that conversation. Um, have mm. had. How much of an impact has that had, or what is your opinion in relation to all of this as the observatory? I mean, you sitting there engaging this and watching this impact as devastatingly as it has on the very people who are supposed to be essentially one of the pride and joys of this country when it talks to exporting who at a cultural language and in a creative context are South Africa's finest. Yeah, so... Um one of the reasons why actually we had the conference and with the theme of the conference called the Creative Economy Research, Structuring the Creative and Cultural Industries for a Sustainable and Inclusive Future, was really because it was against the backdrop of COVID-19. As you would know, there was a large impact. In the, the creative industry was probably one of the hardest hit mm. because you would, you would understand that most of it really would happen in the space of... Uh, proximity but during COVID-19 when people were not allowed to socialize quite a lot of people lost gigs quite a lot of people couldn't go to work so it was one of the hardest hit and the conference really was looking at about you know again the backdrop of COVID-19 a very depressed international economy it was about how do we learn from each other uh, just before about 2020 and 2021 uh, we conducted uh, a, an impact survey uh, just to understand uh, and when I say we, I mean as the South African Cultural Observatory. Probably the impact of it, you would have found that it took uh, probably a net uh, effect of about, uh, worth about 50 billion off the table. It wiped, uh, it wiped uh, about uh, 50 billion off the industry, the, the creative economy. Uh, so the, the impact was huge. So when the conference said the issue was how do we get people to learn from each other from all these various countries and from each other about how the various uh, creatives of people that are involved in the industry are able to navigate and find solutions so that should we come across another pandemic, how, how best can some of them find coping strategies uh, throughout? And there were quite a lot of interesting conversations. You mentioned uh, funders. Uh, I was... I was um, uh, during the conference, I participated in one of the sessions uh, where you had um, um, different funders who were saying they were able to bring 
it's uh, the South African um, uh, uh, creative industries incubator. They were talking about some of the people that they have been able to bring on board and get to say, to to take them through. Some of them had brilliant ideas, and they were not sure whether they should go into a business format. And some of them, they were saying, perhaps this idea would work best, but not now. How best to move you from this position to another? And we had, uh, uh, you know, uh, the, there was an, an anecdote shared by one of the people that was participating in that panel. He was saying, as they left and they were young, they studied IT and they were doing design, they were assisting one of the big brands and they were getting paid 5,000 rand, as an example. And uh, they thought it's a lot of money. And actually, the, the value, they were, they were uh, I don't want to, go, to mention the brand that they mentioned there, but it was quite a big brand. That You've mentioned quite a few already, so what's the difference <laughs> now? No, 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 not in this, in this context. <laughs> <laughs> but, but the issue was, uh, it was a national brand uh, with lots of uh, entertainment outlets, and they were doing social media for that outlet, and they were only earning about 5,000 rand from that contract. And they were, the company was getting a value that was a lot more. But uh, after they were taken into the incubator, they looked at the, the same jobs quite differently, and the person is doing quite well. So the issue was one about sharing the, those kind of lessons with a variety of people that are involved in the space. So if you were to look at what are some of the things that came out of it, as, as I said, obviously we had a whole lot of con uh, uh, speakers over 98, and different people chose the sessions that they wanted to attend, but there was quite a lot of learning from the various sessions for all sorts of... Um, uh, Let's talk about sporting infrastructure and artistic and creative infrastructure in this country. I mean, if you were to uproot Johannesburg and Cape Town in that specific order, maybe parts of KZN, Durban specifically, there would really be a paucity for cultural expression, for linguistic expression in this country. And if you talk about sport, because this was in collaboration with the National Department of Sport, in your former homelands, even that infrastructure that was inherited from the previous system, for the most part, it doesn't exist. In other words, the investments in the social infrastructure that allows and facilitates for these stars to be unearthed, purely for them to participate before it becomes scalable to these commercial heights, which we know it can take, what is the country outlook on that one? I dare say it is not nearly what it should be, and in fact, there are some regressions where they shouldn't be. Yeah, well, I, I, I wouldn't be competent to talk necessarily on the sport part because uh, at SACO, our mandate is likely on the cultural and the creative industries. But I would want to imagine uh, just really from some of the conversations, those would be some of the areas that the department would have, would be investing in and working with various partners. Because, for example, for, on our part, the conference was about bringing policymakers, planners, creatives, and those that are involved. But as I said, I wouldn't necessarily be competent to talk on the sport aspect mm -hmm. of the Is it any what different from a cultural does. perspective? Um, so, from the cultural perspective, obviously we would be working with various organizations and various stakeholders, and you will find that there's quite a lot of private sector uh, that work either on them, uh, by themselves or with the department, but they do invest in their own, and the, from the many conversations... No, Mr. Malawzi, the, the question is, the question is, 
Is the cultural and linguistic, by extension, infrastructure yeah. there in our schools, yeah. in our universities, in our communities generally, oh. where theatres, amphitheatres, where people know if it's a it's a tradition of that community, they know they're going to go there and find children singing, children dancing, sure. reciting sure. poems, regaling oh, stories, okay. and engaging yeah. in what defines us as a people. Do we have that generally taking place to the extent that we can draw comfort on one it is taking place. Two, there is supporting infrastructure for this to grow. And more importantly, this is now where we will find the people, the stars, the kids, as opposed to yeah, them yeah. making the migration to the centers like Johannesburg and Cape Town. No, not nearly enough. Uh, that, that's the answer. There isn't enough infrastructure and there's an acknowledgement from many, many different sectors. And what tends to happen is that the, the investment, most of the investment tends to happen in urban centers, in uh, in KZN and in Cape Town. And in fact, it is even mirrored in how the, the sector is doing. It tends to do better in those centers. But there's an, uh, I think there's an acknowledgement and willingness to, to invest in those, uh, particularly in the rural areas, because that you will find quite a lot of talent in those areas, but that has not been as, as you, you have indicated. But there's not nearly enough investment in those areas. Sure. Let me take a call. 2135. Colin in Cape Town. Good evening. Thanks for calling. Uh, good evening to Gaza and your guests. You actually asked the question I wanted to ask about uh, infrastructure. Um, you know, in my younger days, Cape Town was full. You could go with the train or the bus or whatever. There were theatres, entertaining. City Hall, the Lamra, the Coliseum, and all this, and um, Savoy's. And uh, today is nothing like that. Now, the arts and culture, they should con- have continued using those facilities, but no, it just disappeared because money was the problem when the new government took over. You see, the trouble is they are worried too much about statues and this and that and that. It's of looking for young talent. You know, school concerts is almost something of the past. That is where talent starts. You should have school concerts, parents, meetings, they used to go to those concerts and things like that. So therefore, I say, as, as you mentioned, Trevor Noah and Charlize Tron, and, uh, there's no support from arts and culture. They worried more about streets, statues, and mountains, and changing names and streets and things like that, and sport. Quota system, get onto the real thing and keep our people in the country. And all our talent is going to leave our country sooner or later. Thank you, Zangeza. Thank you so much, Colin, in Cape Town. Your response, Mr. Mulauds. Mr. Mulauds, are you there? Yes, I'm yes, here. Indeed. Can yes. you hear me? Yes, now I can. can Thank you? you. Oh, okay. Uh, I was saying, obviously, one thing I wouldn't be able to speak on behalf of the department, right? Uh, I'll be able to speak on on the circles, on the uh, cultural observatory. But I would imagine that, for example, as what we do, because we 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 get to interact with various stakeholders. All I can say is that you will find that there's a, quite a lot of goodwill especially from uh, the private sector, to assist and work with various people that are involved in the creative industry.
Okay. Um, how do you move from here with all the acknowledgements and the fact that there is great economic potential? And when we talk about economics in this country, we probably need all the help from wherever it shall come from the conference, from the report, from where you are sitting and sort of the conversations that are now taking place following the conference and as part of policy and your mandate, where should we be looking to make the necessary investments, costing our net towards or our eye towards, and what should South Africans generally be looking forward to? Uh, so when you look at uh, uh, the, quite a lot of the, the issues that came out of the, the conference, the issue is likely about the kind of investment that can be made in the youth. Uh, and uh, I had mentioned earlier on that when you look at the population and there's uh, a lot of uh, interest. In, I mean, I was partic- uh, as a participant here, I met quite a lot of youth that have done quite a lot of interesting things. And the issue for us and what has come out is about matchmaking the, the people that have the, the skills and the talent and the people that can bring in the funds and the policymakers that can then make uh, enabling policies that will assist the industry. And really the conversation that came out of there is about getting all of those things to be aligned and work together. Essentially, that's really the, the, the outcomes from the conference. Well, we certainly wish you well in the implementation of those outcomes, and we would be more than happy to have you come back on another day just to not speak about the conference, but also to let South Africans know more about the work of the Cultural Observatory. I think it's a very important constituency in engaging more of ourselves the way that we should be engaged, and that is telling our narrative our way. Thank you so much for having us. We will certainly be uh, be interested in coming back and talking broadly about the work that we do as as the South African Cultural Observatory. You certainly have a deal, Mr. Mboneni Mulao, the Communications Manager at the South African Cultural Observatory. 21.40 is the time, 20 minutes to go. One more conversation in between the end of the show after this.